Let's fucking do this. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, as always, Brennan Tassif, joined by the Beanie Boy himself, yo, Joe yo, Dorville. Yo. What's up, man? What's going on, big dog? Not much. Just we're we're getting we're doing it, man. We're getting it done. <laughs> getting it done. Don't have to know when. Don't have to know why. <laughs> How early it, it is in the morning. All right, here we go. Um quick rundown of the show if you are new to the show so what we're going to do is we're going to touch on some of the biggest topics um in the biggest sports of the week then we're going to go through the quick hits which is going to be a back and forth kind of question answer that joe and i have for each other then we'll do the walk off which is a short essay portion or you know just whatever we kind of want to do for the walk off that week um, followed by the press conference where we will pedal our wares but we will start this week the same way we do every week with the kickoff, Joe. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Well, here we go. Of course, we're going to lead with the NFL. Hey, Joe, do you uh, know what time it is? Um, No, I don't actually. Can you tell me? It's over the game of the week. Game of the week. Game of the week. Gotta be a little quiet. Uh, <laughs> but we were gonna record um in the after uh, kind of like in the the evening Sunday, and Joe said, I I kinda wanna wait. I wanna see what's going on with this Green Bay San Francisco game. And turns out Joe was right. This is the game as of the always, week. As always. This is definitely the game of the week. Um Green Bay ekes out a win. Uh they San Francisco left thirty seven seconds on the clock in the fourth quarter. Down by Apparently that's too couple. much. <laughs> that's too much time for Aaron Rodgers. Joe, what'd you take away from this? Um, I took away that Aaron Rodgers was right after week one. Um, some of the people who going into the season that said, Oh, the team's not gonna be in it, Aaron Rodgers not gonna be in it. It's like okay, at the end of the day, they're professionals and they're gonna show up to do their job. It's like they're not Oh just yeah, gonna... you're talking about the distractions and stuff with him yeah, working yeah, out yeah. of Green Bay. Exactly. It's not like there's like, come on, like I, I didn't understand what people were saying. At the end of the day, these are pros, and they're not going to half-ass it because if you play football half-ass, you get hurt. Yep, so they're not, sure. not going to show up to work and give less than maximum effort. Um, Rodgers is the greatest quarterback we've ever seen do it, man. Um, Brady is the best winner. Um, Patrick Mahomes is the young version, the flashier version. But Rodgers just has this fucking confidence and casualness to his game that he, it was thirty-seven seconds, and Collinsworth was like, seconds. "Too much time, <laughs> too much time." Yeah, this game was um, back and forth. So everyone's been talking about how the Forty ers were, you know, riddled with injuries last year, and now they're going to come back. 
and be, you know, the kind of force in the NFC that they were the year prior. And they, you know, they played really well. I I'm still on the fence about this, uh, throwing Trey Lance in there every once in a while to run. Cause I'm, I'm of the philosophy. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback, but obviously Trey Lance is the future. They're going to dump Jimmy as soon as that contract is up, if not before, but it just seemed like green Bay just seemed like you, you were saying with Aaron Rodgers after week one saying like, we got it. Like everyone basically relaxed that whole relaxed speech again. He just looked so poised and calm. Like, he didn't have a worry in the world. Like he knew they were going to win the game. And it was, it was impressive to watch. He was unfazed, but what I'll say about the, uh, the Lance situation, um, he got in a few times, but this is kind of reminiscent the way they're bringing him in very limited and only like in run packages. Um, yeah. Did not attempt to run pass. or, uh, check had that one yard run where it was kind of a, uh, misdirect. Um, this is kind of how the Baltimore Ravens had inserted uh, Lamar when Joe Flacco was still there up until the point where then uh, Joe Flacco got hurt and then it was just Lamar full time. The Lamar show. But, um, yeah. but yeah, no, uh, San Francisco ended up having a bunch of injuries in their secondary. But man, I was just so perplexed why they decided to play a soft zone knowing who Aaron Rodgers is with 37 seconds because... Yeah, and Devontae Adams on that team. Devontae, well, first of all, it's agreed that they didn't call that head That head, yeah. Oh, that my was, gosh. That was absurd. But they Devontae just got into soft zones, got into the middle right between the linebacker and the safety, and Rodgers just, bloop, two times. Um, the first time, honestly, I was mad at Devontae because I was like... You knew you weren't getting to the sideline either. Yeah, cut he it tried to run out. Yeah, I was like, "You're not getting to." You like caught the ball and ran right for the sideline, and it's like you're I not like, getting there. Dude, like you're what? Not getting. There's like three people blocking the sideline. Either run upfield to get some extra yards, or just drop down. I was like, "What are you doing? You're killing me right now." Yeah, it was. Um, it was a very well played game. I figured. I've. I thought on offense for sure. It was weird though because it. It almost seemed like. All the skill that the 49ers have, especially on offense with uh, Sweeney and Kittle and Juszczyk and uh, like they've got a Sweeney. lot of pieces. Um, Debo Samuels. Samuels. I'm sorry. <laughs> like Sweeney. <laughs> I was thinking Debo Dabo. I, it's uh, early. It's early in the morning. I see what you're um, doing though. Explain but, that. I feel um, like helps. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, they do have a lot of weapons on offense. I think the thing that almost holds them back is the Jimmy situation. I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo the way I trust Aaron Rodgers. I don't think anybody trusts Jimmy Garoppolo the way they trust Aaron Rodgers. So to me, it didn't matter unless it was zeros on the clock. I I knew Green Bay was coming back. I was, you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. everybody knew, like, you're giving Aaron too much time. Well, I don't know if we knew, but. We all believed. Yeah. Okay. That's a better way to put it. Because they even put up a stat um, that Rogers was like four of 12 in like comeback situations. I don't remember the time frame, but four of the losses also came because of missed field goals. So it's like, okay. he's going to give them a chance at the very least. Eight times he gave them a chance. So, yeah. And did you see when he spiked it that last time? Fucking he turned damn. around. Yeah. He was like, it's over. I'm like, this is like, a 51. 51 yard field goal, Aaron. He's like, doesn't fucking matter. We got it. It's over. <laughs> I, that, that, that was like, 
Oh man, nothing gets my blood revving up like that because, like, when you see the fire and the passion in the player. Oh yeah, he especially was somebody who's as cool and calm as him throughout yeah. the game. He fucking turned around and he was like fist pumping and shit. I was like, yeah, yeah let's he was go, ready baby. to go. <laughs> he was like, I fucking told y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listens to me. <laughs> well, speaking uh, of games already being over, this uh, was I thought probably in the running for uh, game of the week as far as implications in the NFC with um, the big boys going at it. Arguably two of the better teams, two of the best teams in the mm-hmm. NFC. I think uh, one is on that very to be top tier. Arguably. We're going to get to that in a second. I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going against the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium. Biggest game of the year so far um, in some people's opinions for the playoff implications. The Rams put it on Tampa Bay. Put, put it, it on, on them. Brennan. Oh, I believe I had this. Um, I have been a big hold proponent. On, hold on. Hold on. Brennan. What? When the, math, when the Matthew Stafford trade oh. happened, what did you say? <laughs> I said that this is going to propel the Rams forward. You said this is going to be a Super Bowl team, I believe, right? Yes. Yes, it did. I believe I had that. But then somewhere between there and all your tears, you lost faith, apparently. I had them in my uh, second tier. I did. I did. God, I did. (laughs) You had them. If we're doing numbers, I believe you had them third behind Tampa Bay, whereas I had them second ahead of Tampa Bay. Yeah, weird how that worked. Well, I, I mean, it, it was a it tear, when it happened. so like, you know, there, you know. I couldn't believe it when it happened. I was perplexed then, and I'm confused that you're going to try to hop on the bandwagon again right now. Like, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, so I did have them third. Um, I thought there might be some continuity issues. I, I And this is the thing. I'm going to be full honesty with everybody. I think the Rams are a snake bitten team. I think they're a team where no matter how many pieces they have on paper, I just in my head, I'm like, yeah, but the, you know, a young coach and the Rams that they, they just don't. He's been to the just, Super Bowl already. I know, but I, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. But you don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl? Like, there's there are a few teams over the past decade, if not twenty years, where when they get to the Super Bowl, you don't think they're going to win. Uh, Brad Johnson's Tampa Bay Bucks, Trent Dilfer's Ravens, and they won. But you like when they won. Yeah, but when when you but but my point is when they get there, you're like, there's there's no way they're gonna win. Like, no, those teams won with defense. Exactly. And look at their opponents. Was it Kerry Collins in New York? Oh God, yeah, remember that? Um, Oh, remember when Peyton won against the fucking Bears team? Uh, Oh my gosh, Rex Grossman. Jeez, yeah, Um, sexy Rex. And the other team now, now the Tampa Bay one. Was uh, Rex Grossman? It's kind of like okay, you got not Rex Grossman, sorry, Rich Gannon, and it's yeah. like okay, unstoppable offense, unstoppable defense. Which one's going to be an unstoppable force? Um, but then you got that Seattle team, young Russell, what R- Russell Wilson. Uh, so yeah, I mean, well, that's and that's the point I'm making is that uh, these teams when they're in the Super Bowl. Joe Flacco has a Super Bowl ring. Well, that's exactly when you look at it, you're like, there's, I mean, they're there. They're not going to win though. Like Joe Flacco put together probably one of the best six game stretches of anyone's entire career and got $120 million out of it. Yeah. Like 
And You're that's the one a, that was trying to sell me on Matthew Stafford being this Hall of Fame quarterback earlier this I think year. Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback. The problem is, in Detroit, you had never seen him overcome that. Like, he never was able to. And obviously, football is the ultimate team sport. No one player can just put the team on his back. But the fact that they made it to the playoffs only three times in, what, his 11 years there or 10 years there, and they lost all those games, I was just like, I thought the Rams were going to be really good, and on paper they looked great. But how often do we see it where on paper doesn't fucking matter in the NFL? But, so but, that's but, why but, I had but, them the second tier down. For, we haven't even spoken about this game, which is absurd. I know. But to your logic and to our logic, we both said Jared Goff was hamstringing this team that already made it to a Super Bowl and was super talented. I know Stafford is there to unlock that talent. There's and just a, there's a part of me who thinks he can't. He's not going to do it. And well, he did it this past week. I know four touchdowns, three hundred and forty yards. He sucks because I was Deshaun the one who was Jackson. like, "Oh yeah, er, uh, who our Matthew Stafford is? You know, he sucks." Blah blah blah. <laughs> I yeah, was, I was so ready. On him going I know. I was seasons. so ready to puff out my chest, and then I was like, "Yeah, but I had him third in my power ranking." <laughs> oh, but yeah, Deshaun Jackson uh, rediscovered had a buck twenty through the air, yeah. and could have had a seventy-five-year-old Deshaun Jackson, still the fastest man on the field at thirty, seventy-five years old. Yeah, you said it. Um, but yeah, Brady threw the ball fifty-five times, forty-one. Yeah, that's too many times. We talk about this all the time. Times. Um, but once you get down, you know, you're kind of chasing a dragon at that point. Um, Gronk got knocked out, came back though. Um, is expected to play in the game. Uh, what is it up in New England? Yeah, that's in New England. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what was your takeaway from this game though? Um, so LA, obviously their defense could get to Brady. They sacked him three times. He had a fumble. Uh, he was hurried quite a few times. I mean, he always gets the ball out pretty quickly anyway, but I, it was interesting. So Tampa Bay did this last year. They had a, a lot of games, not a few, not like a couple, but they had a lot of games where they were either losing or they were down like by halftime. And you're like, I thought this team was supposed to be unstoppable. Like I thought this was supposed to be a juggernaut. And then Brady would have to come back or they would end up just losing. Like the Saints game, what was it? The first or the second Saints game last year? They got blowed out like bad. They got beat by this Rams team with Jared Goff last year. Yeah. So they've, we've seen this before with Tampa Bay, Uh, obviously not going to panic, but Rams look good. Now it's going to be a case of the Utah Jazz. Do they peak too early? Are they peaking too early? Um, but the, the Rams, the Rams do look good, which is they need to. They should. They've yes. mortgaged their entire future on the last last year, this year, and next year, maybe to make us to win a Super Bowl. Their entire future is mortgaged. You keep saying that, but they f- keep finding talented I guys. I know, um, but it's the bill is going to come due. Just like it did with the Saints. The bill is going to come due. Well, is the bill due with the Saints? I feel like they've just hitched their wagon to two kind of unpredictable quarterbacks. That's true. But I think they're losing. I mean. Because their defense is still good. They misplayed this Michael Thomas situation, which is a problem. And they had to get rid of their best defensive lineman. And Trey Hendrickson. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just kidding, I heard Cam his Jordan. name this weekend I was like oh yeah there he is in Cincinnati yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah just kidding Cam is obviously their best defensive player but 
I want to say I I believe in the Rams. I'm going to say it just like that. I believe mm. in the Rams. Um, I was on the Rams bandwagon. I really wanted you were to our just Kornheiser, and then you leap, you jumped off. The I know. Bandwagon. I've become. I mean, I was still on it. I just wasn't. I wasn't driving it. I was still. I was sitting in the back. I was sitting I'm in the two back. feet. I got my foot on the pedal. I like yeah, the Rams and then ready to rock. I mean, after this game, I'm I'm back. I I worked my way back to the front and said, "Hey, watch out!" Um, Should shotgun with me? Yeah, I said, "Hey, I'm back. I'm back." <laughs> uh, so, real quick, just to touch on a couple last things from this game, uh, the Rams are going to have to figure out a situation with the running backs. Obviously, they um, Sony Michelle just cannot carry this load. Twenty attempts, uh, six seven yards, averaging under four yards a carry. Jake Funk, you love to see it. But uh, I don't think he's going to be the answer either. Um, and for those of you who watch this game, or you understand why I said you'd love to see it. But uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> the Rams are a force, man. They're coming. They're um, on the way. I think. I think that. Um, I think that's more so because he ripped a couple. Sonny Michelle ripped a couple runs, and um, we saw him play pretty well last week after Daryl Henderson got hurt. I think that's just Tampa has a really good front. Um, yeah, for and sure. He's not being. He's not gonna have to go up the middle against Vita Vea every week. I was just about to say <laughs> Vita Vea is a force down there, and he, he's really fast for her being three hundred and fifty pounds. Insanely fast. You know, in, um, in, in in I think it was in high school he used to play running back. No, I did not know that. Of course, Played he a little did. Tailback, yeah. All these yeah. This freak athletes. It's insane <laughs> to see. Speaking of freak athletes, the freakest of them all. Mr. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs go down in Arrowhead to the Chargers. I believe I had this. Um, I believe you did. Yeah, I my whole walk off was going to be about how awesome I was at predicting some of these things, and then the Jaguars <laughs> did something idiotic. So now my walk off's about that. Um, but um, this is Chiefs are now one and two in the basement of the AFC West. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Herbert played really well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is, you know, did Patrick Mahomesian things. They, they were in this. Bad. Yeah. And they were in this game the whole time. Everyone, including myself, kept thinking like, oh, here we go. They're going to drive down the field and they're going to end the game. They're going to score. They're going to win. And um, did not end up playing out like that because Kansas, Kansas City ended up uh scoring in the fourth quarter, but left too much time on the clock for the chargers. So the chargers, Justin Herbert went down and won the game. I mean, they scored with six minutes left. I don't know how much less time they could have had. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> but um, no, I, I liked uh, the chargers gutsiness to go for it. Um, aggressive, they, very aggressive. After getting the ball back, um, they went down, they were like, we're it, Unlike, uh, what's the team again? Uh, San Francisco. Instead yeah. of scoring with 44 seconds and then running some time off afterwards, they were like, um, we're going to score a touchdown with 32 seconds, and let's see what Patrick can do with that. Um, he tried to pull it off, but they didn't have the right play calling, and it ended up being a Hail Mary that got stopped short. Um, I guess I got to kind of backtrack some of that uh, hot take I had on Herbert. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Look, when you throw a pair of picks last week against terrible Cowboys defense, uh, it's unspeakable. But um, and they still almost won that game. And they still almost won that game. 
That's true. That's how bad that defense is. Um, and let's not even talk about the Eagles because the Eagles gonna offense say, is very bad. I told you that ahead of time. Um, you did. You not did. stunned you by that. that. But you would think, <clears throat> sorry, but you would think without Dexter Lawrence and Keanu Neal, who had to get put in protocol, you think we'd score more than 21 points. But especially Dallas lit that game up. I digress. Uh, they have a great offense. Their offense is the best unit in the NFC East. It's not Washington's defense. The Eagles have a front four. Yeah, that's that Washington defense of. really has been disappointing, especially I thought at the beginning defense of the season, I thought they were going to come out yeah, at all, especially with uh, turnovers and sacks because exactly. they looked abysmal against the Bills. But we're talking about Speaking of turnovers, Kansas City. Kansas City had four of them. Patrick Mahomes had two uncharacteristic interceptions after having well, – he had, he had one last week. I know he had the yeah. one to a tail end of the game. Um, one First of these, time in his entire career he's been intercepted by a rookie. Oh, wow. Was that this another week or last week? I can't remember. That. Um, yeah, another meaningless. <laughs> another meaningless fact given to us probably by ESPN. Um, but Clyde's ever hilarious, 100 yard, but another fumble. Another Speaking one. Speaking of meaningless stats, last week never fumbled ever in his life. And he had two in a row. Uh, two yeah. games in a row. Um, Tyreek had fumble gets a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes. Uh, Patrick had to rally the troops on the sideline and kind of get everybody going at one point. But um, and that yeah. plays in. I just want to say real quickly that plays into my point um, from last week where everyone's like, "Oh, they look lethargic. Oh, they look bored. Oh, they look like they want to win the game. Like there's, there's like but and they sometimes do look a little laissez-faire. Yeah, but it's like. And that was the point I was trying to make not, was like, you're not going to be able to just turn it on. Like, yeah, obviously, it's, it's look not, what happens. What you're saying is correct. It's not like they're playing. Um, it's not like they're playing like they don't care. It just they're making minute, careless mistakes. Yeah. Care, yeah. OK, I, I would yeah. agree with that for sure. Yeah. Um, also, a lot of the talent in the league and a lot of the talent in their division have gotten a lot better. Um, yeah. This is Herbert's second year in the league. Nice first. Uh, he played a insanely clean game, sacked one time, no interceptions, four touchdowns. Him and Mike Williams have an unbelievable connection this year. Yeah, and all that, all that draft capital, all the investment that the Chargers did in the offensive line, obviously yeah. paying dividends. Yeah, 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 Justin yeah. Herbert gets sacked one time, goes against the best, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, and wins. Yeah, and that's that has a lot to do with the the moves they made in the offseason. Also, like we we've outlined before, um, San not San Fran, uh, Kansas City doesn't have like a scary defense. No, at um, all. You're not have, worried about it. They have good defenders, but they don't have a scary defense. So, yeah, I mean that if if you want to talk about a team more in their future, Kansas City kind of has done it, but they've kind of gotten away with it because they've had the Best centerpiece. Yeah, I was gonna say Patrick. Of any restaurant cures a lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, it really fixes up, spruces up the place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're gonna they're one and two. Um, shout out Are to Andy worried? Reed. Hopefully, uh, he's all good. He had to get taken to the hospital. Um, all they're saying is dehydration. So hopefully that's true. Um, yeah, I think they're good. I think they bounce back. Uh, they clean up the mistakes. Um, so I can put. Edwards Hilaire threw some tiki barber drills to stop the yeah. fumbling. And uh Pat Mahomes, you know, 
you don't have to no look every pass. We've seen you do it. Just get the yeah, ball to we, the guy. We understand you have the ability now. Let's <laughs> just, just get the ball to the. Even though I mean the receiver hit him on the hands, but it was a little bit behind him. Jumped well, up. The re- I, I, I was watching that replay. The receiver wasn't ready for it. It was. Yeah. It was. It was a receiver we don't hear their name too often. Was that Pringle? Yeah. No. I God. Maybe. I just. I remember watching the replay, being like, "Oh, he wasn't expecting that pass." No. It might have been Pringle, or maybe it was. No, yeah, it wasn't maybe Pringle. was it Pringle? It Pringle? Could have been Pringle. I think it was. It wasn't Marcus Kemp, was it? I don't know. It might have been, it, but it was definitely a receiver who wasn't expecting the pass. Um, and then you know, obviously, Mahomes isn't looking at him, so he's yeah. like, "Oh, it's not gonna." It's like on bat when I play basketball on Sundays. Like a lot of times, the guys are trying to do no look passes. I'm like, "You weren't even looking at me. How was I supposed to know the ball was coming my way?" Gotta be always ready. be ready. Mm. Always be ready. But uh, L.A. looks. Uh, the Chargers look good. I believe I had that. Justin Herbert has that offensive line. I think he's going to be just fine. One more round. All right. You want to take this one, the first one? I feel like you set me up here again, but you know what? Well, only because I want you to take the third one because that is your account. Okay. Well, folks, Kirk Cousins pulled it off um, <laughs> to get his team to one and two. No Dalvin Cook. He was out this week. Alexander Madison was able to carry the load. 26 carries a buck 12. Um, Kirk had three touchdowns, 323. You'll have these games. This is what eight and eight yep. and one now gets you. He's going to have games where he looks like a competent quarterback. It's not that he's not a competent quarterback. He's just not a winning quarterback. Um, he can't do it consistently. Uh, Seattle has to address some things. I I still can't figure out what the issue is with them. I don't yeah, know they're... what it is. Um, again, Carson has a. Maybe it's a more of a healthy dose of Carson because he's a running effectively. Like, because last week we talked about it as well. It's not like he, they're throwing the ball 40 sometimes like Brady is. It's somewhere between 27 to 35 ish. But Carson only has 12 carries, but he has 80 yards and a touchdown again. So, um, just time, just time management, time control. Uh, in their defense, I mean, I think I said this. Uh, going into the season, their defense is not as good as it once was, and it's it's not going to be at this point. There's no turning back. Um, but yeah, the Vikings honestly should be two and one. They should have beat the Cardinals last week, if not for a missed field goal at the end of the game. So we'll see what happens with Tyler Lockett went down. Big biggest news of this game he went down, but he got back in the game. So yeah, that's why I didn't even make mention of it. DK Metcalf talking about this game, but you know, next one more round. Uh, this should have been game of the week. I stand by that. Jacoby Brissett uh, looked like a man possessed. So it's not man possessed. Jacoby Brissett played incredibly well for being a journeyman backup his entire career. Incredibly well. Yeah, I'm talking about Miami, the Raiders. I'm saying for a guy who's always been a backup, he made some throws where I was like, wow. Um, obviously, he's a backup don't, for a reason. Don't do this. Don't do this. Couldn't have the uh, what? Are you? Have you seen his stats? 
Yeah, Did you yeah. watch the game? No, that's what I'm saying is I'm reading the stat line and the stat line's very bad. But watching the game, that fourth and 20... Like that bomb. That, did you watch the game? Did you actually watch the, the game or did you watch the, the highlights? I watched the game. Because he made some throws where I was like, God. Some thro- this- he's in the NFL. He should be able to make some I, throws. Okay. Yeah, that's true. But, but <laughs> some man, of those- You said a man possessed. He didn't have a, a passing touchdown. <laughs> I know. But just watching like that, I've, I think I'm just overtaken by the fact that they should have lost that game. It was fourth and 20. There was they no way they were winning game. that game. And no, in regulation. And there's no way that they're winning. There's no way that they're getting this to overtime. It's fourth and 20. And he bombs it. And they get the first down to Gusecki of all people. Um, I don't know. Just watching that, I was like, he should have been starting this whole time. Tua doesn't give him a better chance to win. Uh, and then they ended up losing. Max Crosby, he uh, wreaked havoc. There's probably so many jokes to be made, but not going to touch it. Um, and Derek Carr is a good plus quarterback. Not great, not elite, but definitely up there. Um, you want to talk about stat lines? Twenty six of forty three, three eighty six, uh, and two touchdowns. Also had a sack. Uh, excuse me, a pick was sacked three times. I don't know. This was a very exciting game. I enjoyed That's- it. That's much more man possessed than the guy who threw the ball forty nine times for two hundred and fifteen yards. Yeah, I didn't realize his stat line was so bad. It was, his stat line is terrible. I was gonna say that offensive line is so bad. That's the issue. When right I was now. watching the game though, he had some throws where I was like, Why is it why wasn't he starting? This is awesome. And then when I look at the stats as a whole, I'm like, Oh, these aren't very good. So the game third game up that Brennan wanted me to speak on was This is your uh, account. Was Lamar Jackson and the Ravens taking on the Detroit Lions uh, up in Detroit? A sloppy, sloppy game. Um, Lamar and the boys should have won this running away um, or catching away if, you know, Marquise Hollywood Brown would pack his hands every once in a while. Um, seven targets, only three catches. Also dropped three touchdowns. Pretty much uh, one in the end zone that was tipped. I'll give him that one. Um, but then two that were put right on the money with enough separation for him to just catch and go. And he decided, no, I'm not going to make highlight plays. Um, but Lamar rallied. Uh, he completed a 4-19. I don't know if that impressed you, Brennan, but he completed a 4-19 to Sammy no, Watkins of all people. It was a delay game. No, no, no. This is before the delay game. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he completed a 4-19 and to Sammy Watkins, of all people. Uh, love I don't know Sammy. why you we did that it. to Mike Gusecki, by the way. We love Sammy Watkins here on the pod. <laughs> why did you do that to Mike Gusecki? Because it's like, you don't expect a lumbering tight end to make a 4th and 20 play. <laughs> Mike Gusecki is a respectable tight end. <laughs> no, I mean, he is, but he's still like, I wouldn't expect Gronk to do it. I mean, okay. Um, so yeah, uh, Ravens still playing with a hodgepodge at running back. Um, couldn't really get anything going on the ground. Uh, Lamar led the team in carry, not well tied the team in carries, led the team in yards. Uh, threw for over two hundred, almost three hundred yards, and again could have been like four hundred yards if you know somebody decides to catch the ball. But we go to the mafioso opera singer that is Justin Tucker. 
nailing, nailing a 66-yard field goal, the longest in NFL history now. Um, if you saw the Monday night, uh, the Sunday night game, Drew Brees pointed out that he did a bit of a crow hop, which is similar to an outfielder. You know, getting a little extra umph on their fastball to try to make it home. He gave a little crow hop, beamed it, hit the crossbar. It goes in. Only Detroit can lose in such devastating fashion. Yeah, Um, that was bad. Only can happen in Detroit. Only can happen in Detroit. I tell you. But yeah, um, I I can't. I don't. We didn't learn anything from the Ravens about this from this game. Um, We didn't learn anything new about Detroit from this game. Detroit has played pretty much close games. Well, close enough games. Last week they were close with the Packers until halftime, and then they got blown out. Um, and they oh, yeah, made a comeback. They made a huge comeback on San Francisco in Week One. Um, so yeah, they're they're going to be competitive. If nothing, Dan Campbell's going to make this team very competitive. Yep. Um, and the Ravens just need to get out with a win. Like I said, should have been like forty-eight to seventeen if Hollywood Brown. Does his job and catch the ball. Just do your job. Just do your job, kid. Jesus freaking it. One more round. All right. The last one that we want to talk about the Cincinnati Bungles, the Cincinnati Bengals at Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's done. I had this at the beginning of the season. I called this. I knew this was going to happen. That is why I had them so low in the power rankings. I love how I'm being the hypocrite. I hate so much in sports <laughs> when it's something right about my power rankings. I bring it up, but then like I put the Rams third and now I'm like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, yeah. Cincinnati looked uh, really good. Uh, Joe Burrow did not throw it a ton, which is good. Yeah, 14 of 18 um, for three touchdowns, one pick, not sacked a single time, 172 yards. Ben Roethlisberger, listen to this stat line, 38 of 58 for 318 yards and a touchdown, two picks, sacked four times. Uh, Yeah, that was... And those picks, that doesn't... Sorry. That doesn't give away how bad those picks were, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of offense as far as Cincinnati was concerned. Um, they only had 97, 96 yards on the ground and then 172 yards in the air. So um, a lot of short field because lot, I was just about to say, away. yeah, a lot of short field. Um, Did they have a pick six? Am I, am I getting that right? Maybe I don't have that in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. No, they did not. Dog with a bone. No, they did not have a pick six, but a couple short. Najee Harris looked good though. Um, Ben is done. I said this all off season, and now he's doing the Big Ben thing where he's like, "Oh yeah, everything hurts." Blah blah blah. Maybe I'll retire. He's. I. This might be the year that Mike Tomlin does not have a winning season. Well, I said that when in our rankings. Yeah, I remember. I said, "I'm sorry, Mike. I love you, but you guys did not have a backup plan." Whatsoever at all, <laughs> yeah. Um, Cincinnati looks really good though. Uh, not, I don't, they're not going to make any noise in the AFC North. There's too many good teams. Um, and by too many good teams, I mean the Browns and the Ravens, but uh, they no. they look Can like you they're imagine saying that any other year, but with the last two, no, <laughs> at all. God, the Browns, Jesus, 
Oh my gosh. Did you see that? How's that? How's that for a slow down game? Justin Fields, nine sacks. Yeah, I was, I thought I was, I thought you might get to that at some point. <laughs> I completely forgot about it. until I just said the Browns. I was thinking about it all last night as I was walking home from work. I was like this. I told him Justin Fields was talking all this shit about, Oh, it's all going to slow down. Slow. Blah, blah, blah. So much slower here. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Miles Garrett. <laughs> yeah. Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. Wait, They'll really wait. slow it down for you. Anyway, um, Cincinnati looks good. Matt Two Nagy years needs away. To be fired. Two years away. Matt Nagy needs to be fired. Mike Wilbon covers that. Um, two years away, I think Cincinnati is. <clears throat> Pittsburgh's in a total rebuild. Oh yeah. I don't I don't know if they've gotten the memo yet, but they're in a total rebuild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good point. All right. Is that it for the NFL? That is it. All righty, Brennan. Moving on to everyone's favorite segment, college football. Bump, uh, I don't know. We don't have a noise for that. Uh, yeah, we don't have a sound for that. So everyone knows this is Joe's. I don't. I want to say. I don't want to say favorite thing to do because it's not your favorite thing to do. But you are um, a breaker down of um, the upsets. You love, love the upsets. Upset. I you love the upset. Who doesn't? As me and my brothers say, I like to root for chaos. We like to yes. root for chaos. Um, and so there was a bit of chaos. Con- it was a whole lot of chaos. So much, so much. Um, so much it was hard to keep track of at some point. But um, I just like when these... Uh, when I saw these- the rundown, I was like, this is a lot of college football. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like when some of these top-heavy teams get taken down a notch. Uh, one of which, Clemson. Knocked out by NC State. I forgot who said it going into this game. But, you know, it might have been fucking Stu Gatz. But somebody said that, you know, NC State has kind of been gearing up for this game for quite some time now. They they almost beat them a couple times in the past couple of years. Um, and this was Clemson at their most vulnerable. Took about 27-21 in overtime, two overtimes. Um, a lot of careless mistakes, uh, a lot of lack of execution. Um, I The funniest thing from this game was uh, post- after the game, I saw a meme going around that had uh, it was Dabo at a press conference and it's saying Dabo saying, uh, see, before the players could get money, we wouldn't lose this game. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> um, all right. Right after that, Texas A&M played a very tight game with Colorado earlier this year. I believe it was 10 to 7 ex producer RIP. Greg was at that game. Um, and I want Colorado to pull that off because, again, agent of chaos. But they did not. Thus, Arkansas steps in and they got to whomping. Um, They whomped A&M 10 to 20 in Jerry World. A lot of people forget that uh, a lot of people were wondering why this game was in Jerry World. Um, I don't know the college station connection, but Arkansas, Jerry Jones played for Arkansas. This was an Arkansas home game, effectively. So, Oh, uh, I did not. I forgot. Also, Jerry Jones won a national championship with Arkansas. Um, God, really? Jeez. Yeah, him and Jimmy Johnson. That's where they first met. They were friends. Back in the 30s? Be- Ooh, don't do that to Jimmy. Don't do that to Jimmy. Wait, how? Jimmy Johnson's so much younger than Jerry Jones. No, they're not. They're around the same age. Jerry how Jones that- just left college and got money because he got found oil. Okay. Jerry yeah. just looks so much older. Yeah. I guess Jimmy Johnson looks old now, too. I'm just so used to seeing the Jimmy Johnson from the Dallas Cowboy days. Yeah. 
Jimmy Johnson probably took care of his body a lot more early on, at least. Um, yeah, Jerry was out partying. Yeah, Jimmy was out working. Um, another game, BU, Baylor University, uh, hell on earth, as I call it. Um, they beat Iowa State. Iowa State coming off that letdown game against Iowa. Um, yeah. 31-29, very close matchup. Um, Iowa, boom. a team to reckon with this year? Maybe. Um, a game that caught all of us by surprise, and I just want to laugh at Brennan because where did you have – you said Mac Jones was – one of the greatest Legend, Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame, legendary coach. Coaches one of the ever. greatest coaches of a generation. <laughs> Why would happen? Did something happen? Something happened. Um, now, I can't laugh at it too much because Miami lost to this team last year as well. But Georgia, well, we lost to them. Were they still doing the triple option then? Georgia Tech beats North Carolina 45 to 22. God, that sounds like a Miami score. Put, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, put our well, Miami won 69 0 this week. Coastal Carolina or Central Connecticut, I think. I was gonna say it was, was not Coastal Carolina. <laughs> Coastal Carolina is a wrecking ball I of a keep, team. I keep saying the wrong team because CCU, but um, yeah, Central Connecticut. Um, but yeah, 45 hung 45 on the head. And the only thing that really makes me upset about this is Miami, you have a open floor to win the Coastal this year, and you're bungling it, you fucking idiots. You lose to Michigan fucking state. Um, and the last game, Oklahoma, wait, no, that's wrong. Oklahoma State beats the Cowboys. Kansas State uh, 31-20. Um, Which is no weird because really you don't think Kansas State is a team yeah, that would be upset, but they were really ranked really and they were the, the favorite. Uh, I can't tell you the last. The last time I cared about Kansas State was when they had Jake Pullum in basketball. And that was like God. over 10 years ago. Yeah, there's a lot of Kansas talk. Daisy Tackett, friend of my other podcast, friend of the show, she uh, went to Kansas. So there's we talk a lot about Kansas, but not Kansas State. A couple of near upsets. Auburn almost got upset by Georgia State. Uh, Georgia State. Georgia State, Georgia Southern. uh, Georgia State, motherfucker. GSU. God, that's that's that would have been upsetting. That would have been upsetting. It was like 24-10 at one point, and then Auburn kind of rallied um, 15 late, in the, 15 in the fourth, and the Georgia State coach said, uh, yeah, the SEC refs got to SEC refing. Um, that's Michigan <laughs> State. That's basically what he said, more or less. I paraphrased, but that's what he said. No, but it's like, come on, man. You you, you The fucking line on that game was probably 47 points. I mean, so... Um, Nebraska loses an OT to Michigan State. Nebraska keeps losing. That makes me happy. Um, <laughs> the near upset that should be the most talked about because Oklahoma is going to lose a game. Yeah, They've been definitely. trying for weeks now. They so almost hard. lost to Tulane. They should have lost this game. It was 16-13 to 13 to West Virginia. Um, very close. They're playing a loose and fast with uh, all of this right now. Um. Well, Brennan, you know what time it is. Time for who's in, who's out, who's up, who's down, baby. Who's Best in, segment of the week. Who's out, who's up, who's down. Let's go with who's out first. Iowa State, you're out of here. Out of here. to Baylor. Wisconsin, you had one job. Just beat Notre Dame. You guys were 10-10 at the half, and then you let them explode for 40 mod points. Um, So you're out of here. The world's better when Wisconsin's out of here. I'm just going to say. 
Nobody wants to see that ground and pound offense yeah, in college. Say, same way they do basketball. Jesus Christ. All defense. S- slow and white. Um, North Carolina, <laughs> out of here. Lose to Georgia Tech. You deserve to be out of here. Um, and Kansas State, you're out of here. Um, who's in? Wake Forest, 4-0. What a start. They're in at number 24. North Carolina State, 23. <laughs> North Carolina, you know, I gave my brother a pass this week. I didn't even mention that team from Tallahassee. Um, God. Uh, North Carolina State takes it out. Uh, takes it out. North Carolina State jumps up to number 23 after beating Clemson. Um, Baylor jumps up to 21. They're 4-0. Uh, Oklahoma State, 4-0 as well. Jumps in at number 19. Uh, who's up? Who's down? Arkansas with 16 jumped eight spots to get to number eight. Penn State moves into the number four spot. Um, Michigan is 14. Is that fool's goal? We'll see. Uh, Fresno Always. is number four. UCLA taking out Wait, Stanford. Fresno is what? Uh, they jumped up four to 18. Oh, Sorry. okay. Um, you said Fresno's number four. I was yeah. like, whoa, whoa, wait. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, UCLA also jumped up four to the twenty spot. Uh, Tell us where Clemson is. Clemson biggest dropped first time since twenty fifteen outside of the top ninety seven weeks. They dropped to number twenty five. How barely hang on have fallen. Um, Texas A and M drops eight spots to number fifteen. Sorry, Jimbo. Uh, Oklahoma drops two spots from four to six. And Ohio State, just because I want to say they dropped a spot, they dropped a spot to number 11. So, yeah, that is. That is your recap. Who's out? Who's up? Who's Who's down? down. Also, last thing I want to throw in for the college football. My FAU Owls, tough loss to the Air Force. Tough loss. loss to the Air Force. But, you know, Air Force, number one in our hearts. Thank you for your service. As well as Army, number one in our hearts. Thank you for your service. And yeah. Navy. Nah, fuck the Navy. Thank you for your service. You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, the Coast Guard has a team, right? No, I did not know that. They're like in D3, but they have a team. Oh, yeah, you made me nervous. I was like, I was about to say one of my best <laughs> friends is a, uh, an officer in the Coast Guard. Watch where you step here. <laughs> No, they have a team. They're like I, know, I thought you were. I thought you were setting up a joke, like a semen <laughs> no, joke or something. No, 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 no. All the armed forces. Thank you for your service. Way to pander on that last one, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're talking baseball. It's the final week. It's the Joe final has the rankings down, here. Down. We're gonna try to figure <laughs> out who's gonna be in <laughs> next time we record. <laughs> Joe, what do you want to do? NL first? Yeah, let's do the NL first. All right. So the Dodgers are two games behind. Is that for the wild card spot? No, they're two <laughs> games behind for the for the division. That's what I thought. Um, the way you have this set up, I'm trying to read it. So we've got San Francisco, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Atlanta. Yep. Dodgers. And St. Louis. St. Louis, St. Louis has won like what? 13 straight or something stupid? 16 straight? Might Jesus be 17. Christ. I didn't. It's early. No, I didn't check. Uh, so who's who's the wild card then? <laughs> that would make St. Louis Four and, and five. Uh, the Dodgers. Okay. That's yes. what I thought. So the three division winners and then the two wild cards. Um, okay. But got it. Got it. Got it. <clears throat> the wild card is still in flux because 
if the Dodgers make up those two games in this week, oh shit! Uh, if the Dodgers make up the two games in this week, uh, they overtake San Fran, and then San Fran goes to the four spot. And if the Phils can close that two and a half gap on Atlanta, they go into the they go in, and Atlanta's just out. Okay. I've got um so I'm gonna stick to my guns because I hate being wrong. I've got the Dodgers taking San Francisco mm, overtaking wow. the lead. Wow. Then Milwaukee, Atlanta, <laughs> St. Louis. St. Louis is gonna be scary in the playoffs if they make St. it. St. Louis is gonna be scary in a one game playoff. Um for sure. I'm gonna go against you and I'm gonna go San Francisco because we've not seen anything to to, to separate us from the fact that they've been one damn near all season. Um so I don't think they'll they'll, they'll be chased down at this point. Milwaukee's slotted in already. I am hoping Atlanta gets in because that means that the Phillies are left out, and therefore I win my bet with Kyle, our season long bet of yeah, Marlins versus Phillies. Phils, um, because the Phils close out the year with the Marlins. So hopefully the Marlins could snag two games there and keep them. Plus, out. we are an anti Phillies podcast here. <laughs> Um and yeah, as you said, St. Louis is going to be the boogeyman. Uh, yeah, as Wilbon as, likes to as say. I was going to say, as Michael <laughs> Wilbon says, um, they're coming in. They are not peaking too early. Speaking, they of. are revving at the right time. Uh, that Nolan Arenado trade looks amazing right about now. Um, all the moves they've made, their their pitching staff looks incredible. So, so we've got the NL. Let's move to the AL now. This is something. And help me, because you just updated this. Didn't this is including the sweep of the Red Sox that the Yankees just did? Correct. Um, they're still I think in. This fifth. was on Sunday night, so now the Yankees are fourth. That's what I was gonna say. And then yes. they they have a they have a series coming up with. So, so I think one through three is obviously right on Tampa, yep. Houston, Chicago, but uh, Toronto now has a series with the Yankees to yep. close out the year. Um, so they're Seattle's out. I think it's nope, either going to be a game and a half back. It's either going to be um, Boston or Toronto. And I think the Yankees are in. And I think, I don't know. I want to say Toronto overtakes Boston. Well, if you look at it this way, look at it. There's a couple scenarios that can play out here. So say the Yankees sweep the series against Toronto, right? Yeah. They'll be four. Yeah. They'll stay at four. But, Boston loses their upcoming series that leaps Seattle into it. Oh, okay. That's how, okay. I was going to say, I thought Seattle didn't even have a chance. No, Seattle's only a game and a half out of the second wildcard spot. Okay. So if Toronto doesn't make any gain on Boston and Boston takes a nosedive, Seattle jumps in. God, 162 games for it all to come down to the last three. And then say Toronto Sweeps the Yankees, Boston takes a nosedive, Seattle and the Mariners get in. I'm Seattle and the Mariners. Toronto and the Mariners get in. God, I was like, wait a second, Seattle is the Mariners. <laughs> um, so, you know what Major League Baseball wants? They want Boston, New York. Because Obviously, one game series, all the big markets. Yeah, that's huge, huge rating monster. Huge rating monster. And I think monster. that'll be ESPN game too. So, like, huge rating monster there. Um, but. As I said in the NCAA, agent of chaos, let's fucking get Toronto Seattle in that game. <laughs> yeah. So this is weird too, because Toronto, so in the last, well, three weeks, it was Boston was red hot, then the Yankees were red hot, and then Toronto was red hot. And 
literally like the other day at work, I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore in baseball because one week it's, you know, they, this team is, you know, got a nine game win streak and blah, blah, blah. And so we just got to wait for all the dust to settle, but I think it's going to be Tampa, Houston, Chicago, and then Boston, just because I like saying the fucking Red Sox. And then um, Toronto. Let's go Toronto. Fuck it. Let's go Toronto over the Yankees. Wow. 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 You're really taking your Mets fandom to another level. Um, I, I forgot think, about that. <laughs> I think it's I, th- I think it's going to be Toronto and the Mariners. I think the Yankees. I think that's just really what you want. That is really what I want. Um, but no, Toronto has a by far better run differential 172 versus the Yankees 44 um they have better pitching the Yankees have literally one person to speak of and that's Garrett Cole um their bats Stan went off this weekend but I think that's more just Yankee Red Sox rivalry the Blue Jays have better hitters um they have more they have an adept hitting staff younger hitters and they have George Singer bringing that um one that cheating that just Bounced off him as soon as he left Houston. But um, that experienced bat and that experienced leadership. Um, I, I really want Toronto to be in it, especially because, you know, they've been like the wandering bandit for the last couple of years now. Um, and Seattle. I think that Seattle is a very young team, a very black team. Um, and I really would like to see what they do. Uh, getting into the postseason and being able to build on that because also they haven't they I think they hold the record right now for the team that hasn't been to the postseason the longest and it's like twenty years so I'd also like to see that kind of go away for them. All right, let's keep it going. And be surprised how quick and quick Mayman hits quick hit. Brendan, all right. Time for the quick hits. Quick, we got to keep it quick. We're coming up on an hour, baby. Brennan, did you yes. take, did you heed my advice last week and watch the WNBA? Yes, uh, I saw some highlights. Ooh, okay, all right. You know that's that's, that's how about progress. the Chicago Mercury? Sky? Chicago Sky. Sky. God damn it! Chicago Sky were in a shockingly tough game against uh, the young upstarts that are the Dallas Wings. Um, I'll ask you this close. question. Is Sue Bird still, is Sue Bird gonna still going to go? You're going to let I'm me sorry. get to it? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Christ. That's the only two things I knew with the Chicago <laughs> thing and then the Sue Bird thing, all right? I had to throw those out there so you knew I knew something. You could have waited until I said the word, Seattle. Jeez, I'm talking about the Sky Wings. Um, it's right. four games. Let me give a quick recap on all of them. Uh, Sky Wings, uh, close game throughout. Chicago ends up pulling away late. Great effort by Dallas. Uh, Liberty Mercury, what a game. Um, Sabrina Inescu, Benaya Laney uh, put up their best effort, got it down to a one-point game, um, came down to a free throw. Fundamentals at the end of the day, free throws are some of the hardest things to make. Mercury made one, and they played defense well enough to force a bad shot and pull that one off. Then we get to the next game. The game you were waiting to get to, the Mercury versus the Storm, Great game. Took it down to overtime. Uh, Sue Bird, DT, still playing at a high level. Um, Skylar Diggins, what a game. Uh, Brittany Griner, amazing inside. Um, The Storm were without Brianna Stewart, and they still got this very, very close. Um, I want to get her name right. Is it Chelsea Gray? Jewel Lloyd, sorry. Jewel Lloyd put on a hell of an effort. So is Katie Samuels. 
Um, I think, I think Sue hangs it up. It's sad to see, but she's been playing the game for, it feels like my entire life at the, honestly, honestly. Yeah. I Cause she's she been in the league been now playing. for, yeah. She, she's been in the league for about 20, but I mean, I'm talking about just her career playing basketball. Kind of like, yeah. um, JJ Reddick retired last year and he was like, I've been playing a game for 30 years since like a kid. I was like, wow, you've been playing as, as long as I've been born. Thanks a lot. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. Now Sue, I mean, go look up the list of accolades. She's won at every level. She's been a winner all her life, basically from high school to college, to the USA team, to the WNBA, um, a long list of accolades. And it was great. Uh, her post game interview with DT and Holly Rowe and how the fans got into it made for a very very special moment um, and a moment that's gonna endear for a lifetime. Um, and then we had Sky versus the Lynx. The Lynx were the higher seeded teams. Uh, uh, Sylvia Fowles, um, Defensive Player of the Year last year, I think she got it this year as well. I don't know if they gave out all the awards yet, um, but Diamond to Shield, uh, Vandersloot. Ashley Quigley, CP, she didn't have a great game, but she had an impactful game. Um, the Sky were able to pull it off, and they're moving on. Uh, this is going to make for a great slate tonight. Uh, the first of a couple of best of fives. We got Chicago versus the number one team in the whole league, which is the Connecticut Sun. And then we got the Aces versus the Mercury. Um, I think this might sound crazy, but... I think Chicago upsets number one Connecticut Sun, just because the firepower of the Sun are very great, but the firepower that Chicago's operating with with Quigley and Vandersloot, and then you got Candace who is liable to go off at any moment um, to have a double double plus, and then the Mercury, they will lose to who I believe is probably the most complete team in the Las Vegas Aces, uh, led by. Asia Wilson and Liz Cam Cam Cambridge Cambridge. She's from Australia, so she's black and from Australia, by the way. So, all right, nailed it. All right, quick, quick hit the Ryder Cup. Uh, The USA beats Europe nineteen to nine, blowed them out. Um, For those of you listening, this is golf. Uh, we uh, had the younger team. It was good to see uh, Brooks and DeChambeau kind of bury the hatchet. Uh, we have the youth. We have the youth movement. Um, there's no stopping us now. Normally, Europe is um, Europe has the leg up on us when it comes to the Ryder Cup. It, it fits in better to their style of play, but they're getting old. the The European team had like Westwood, who's like forty something. Uh, Sergio Garcia, who's in his forties. Uh, they're an older team. John Rahm's the best player in the world, but then we had the next like five. So it was good to see the U.S. take this one and in such an extreme fashion. Uh, I think this is going to be uh, very foreboding for the future. I think the U.S. is going to go on a run of Ryder Cup championships. All right. Real quick. Lewis Hamilton won his 100th uh, F1 race. Stupid. Uh, Stupid. The first person to reach that He's number. so good. He's, he's the so best good to ever do it. And he's handsome. And he's like 37. Yeah. Have you, did you watch the F1 series on Netflix? No, I've heard a lot about it. Though. I've did heard you? so much about it. I haven't watched it yet though, but apparently they're all like, 
rich, like young, attractive oh, yeah. dudes. And oh yeah. Oh, they yeah. just cycle them out. It's like, yeah, racing's hard, but it's not that hard. Like, we'll just get somebody new in there. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's like all the luxury brands and everything. So. Yeah. Rolex and God fucking Maz or Maser was it Mercedes and Mercedes. Uh, I don't know if Alfa Romeo has a car. Greg is yeah, they do right now. Uh, Greg, I know. So I'm sorry, Greg. No, any of these. Greg, things. it's fucking five thirty in the morning. All right, chill. Yeah, chill out. Um, it's four and the in last, the morning. The last thing <laughs> it gets earlier and earlier. Uh, the last thing we'll get to is uh, there was a boxing match, a heavyweight title, and um, it changed hand. Anthony Joshua loses again. He lost to Anthony Ruiz a couple years ago. He loses to Alex. Alexander Yushek. Um, the Andy Ruiz thing. That was the that was the really big guy. Yeah, the fat guy. The, the, the guy. super fast hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. This um, guy cannot hang on to his own fucking belt. Guy can't hang on to his own belt. I think um as I said to Greg, I'll just read basically what I shared with him. I said Anthony looked tentative, uh, constantly on his bat foot, looking just for a big shot, whereas Yushek was more aggressive, fought a perfect fight. Um, as a southpaw, keeping his lead hand right around uh, Joshua's face, knocking him with some clean jabs, and then coming through with a straight left um, that just went right through Joshua's defense, flushed him right in the face. Um, there was a final flurry in the last round. Uh, it went the full 12. Um, I think Joshua, Joshua, we've heard, I don't know if you, anyone listening has listened to um, – what the fuck is it? Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury talked about after he got the uh, the belt the first time around when he had got the belts before he lost them. Um, he won and then he got complacent. Um, he didn't know what he thought that would fulfill him in his life. And it didn't. And then he ended up getting into like drugs and just a reckless lifestyle. I don't think now Joshua was getting into a reckless lifestyle or whatever, getting out of shape. But I think he's gotten complacent and stagnant in his career. He was waiting. This was right now, basically, was supposed to be the time him and Fury were fighting. And that's like the fight that they had both been waiting for because they're both uh, UK uh, citizens. And um, the gypsy versus the uh, Olympic boxer boy, pretty boy, you know, made out of a chisel. Which one's the gypsy? Uh, Tyson Fury. He's the Tyson Fury. Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh. I think Joshua wanted that fight more than anything. Scheduled this fight. Um. Without really a care in the world, thought he would just sleepwalk through it, similar to his last fight. And he got his he got his bell rung. He got clean clocked. Um. Usechek came up. Usechek is a good fighter in his right. He won. He held titles in the cruiserweight division. Moved up. Um got really acclimated to the heavyweight division faster than most people would expect it. And now he holds all the belts basically. Uh, so Damn. we got Wilder Fury sometime in October. So in like a week or two, I believe. Um, and now we're going to have to wait again for Tyson Fury versus uh, Anthony Joshua. And I don't know if they'll do it with no stakes, no titles on it. Um, Joshua probably has a rematch clause to try to get these belts back. So we're probably going to have to wait another nine months, nine to 12 months to get that fight. But um, Joshua just, he just looks like he doesn't care. I won't say he's a bad boxer. Um, He's shown flashes of brilliance, but if his whole strategy is, 
if this strategy is to just sit around and wait for a big shot, that's never going to be good. You got to go out there. You got to fight. You're in a big division. So a lot of big shots, a lot of big shots taken. Boom. Lots of boxing talk. There we go. Walk-off time. So for those of you listening, the walk-off is a short essay portion. Sorry, I just looked out the window and I was like, oh, the sun's coming up. Yeah. Um, since I hosted, I will go last. Joe will You're go first. Jeez, my son's not even out yet. What do you got, Joe? All right. My walk-off this week. Brendan, shut up, please. Um, my walk-off this week is entitled Public Health. So the new NBA season is on the horizon. Just entered training camp, guys. Uh, public media day, media day this week. Um, and yes, I know it feels like there has been three seasons in two years. That's basically because there has been. Um, we watched a bubble playoff with no fans. We watched this last season. Fan attendance went from 25% all the way up to 75% in some aspects. And this year, some stadiums are expected to be at full capacity. And the NBA has had buy-in from its personnel, coaches, and staffers, and close to 90% of its players. But there are always a few holdouts, and everyone has their choice to do whatever they want. But to function in a society, there are measures that have been taken to protect the whole. We have speed limits. If you go to public school, you must be vaccinated. To live on campus at a public university, you have to be vaccinated. I'm not saying you have to get the vaccine, but if you opt not to, you have to understand you cannot go back to life as normal. And that is what Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins are learning. NBA is following the health and safety rules of the local municipalities where these teams, where their teams are located in the state, in the state of New York and in San Francisco. You aren't allowed to gather large groups indoor without being vaccinated. This would make both these players whose teams play in these locations ineligible for home games and some road games. Kyrie wouldn't be able to play 44 games and Andrew Wiggins 43. They both are saying this is for personal reasons, but we are in a public crisis and it will take the public to act as one to get life back to normal. Um, I saw this after watching, uh, after writing this, but if you got a chance, look up Damian Lillard's response to uh, getting vaccinated. Ooh, what did Dame say? Um, Dame, I, go look it up. I, I was telling, I was sending people there. I haven't finished my walk off. I was sending people there. Um, last thing, as Clinton Yates asks, do you trust doctors when you get injured? Do you trust doctors when your kids are sick? I ask, why is this any different? God, I can't believe he's going to miss 44 games if he has to follow like the rules. Yeah, he can't play in the state of New York, so he can't play any 41 home games, the two games they play in MSG, and the one game they play uh, in San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. Picked the but wrong Dame basically job. said Dame basically said what I wrote, um, which was funny because I saw it after I wrote it. He yeah, was saying, sure. I promise you. Because um, I saw it when I was falling asleep. I retweeted it on Twitter, but he said basically, uh, yeah, it was a no brainer. Once it was available, I was like, can me and my family get it? Because I got vaccinated to go to school when I was a kid. Like, why would I, like, what's the difference now? <laughs> he yeah. was like, I have family members I want to be around that, 
you know, I have health complications. So I decided to take the precaution amongst on my own. Yeah. It was interesting. I had a gentleman at work come in and uh, obviously I don't, I stand behind the bar. I don't get involved in conversations, especially political ones, but they were older. Except when you say, what is that? Soccer? They were older and uh, they were talking about when seatbelts first came out and how there was, and they're like, yeah, I went online and I was like looking up old articles because I, I, I forgot how much like people hated seatbelts and they're like, you can't fucking tell me what to do and all this kind of stuff. And I found that was interesting because it's like, oh yeah, that's a lot of the same stuff. And now I'm a you know big believer that once the government takes something, they're not going to give it back to you. I mean, look at traveling now after 9-11. They're like, oh no, 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 it's just temporary until we get it all squared away. And it's like, no, it's not. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, people and privacy. get pissed off. Look at the Patriot Act. Yeah. Um, but fact, privacy is this- never mentioned in the Constitution. <laughs> that is true. Um, the funny thing you mentioned about seatbelts, uh, I remember as a kid, you would when we'd get in the car, it'd either be no seatbelt or you'd take the strap part that goes yeah. across your chest and throw it behind you. Yeah. I don't know when it stopped, but eventually just fucking put the seatbelt on. <laughs> oh, see, my mom, my mom wouldn't start the car until everyone had their seatbelts on properly. And oh, that really? translated to me because like I won't, when I used to drive before I moved to New York City, uh, <clears throat> Savannah and I would get in the car and she never wanted to put her seatbelt on. I'm like, I'm not going until you put your seatbelt Because I've been arrested before for not wearing a seatbelt because I had a warrant well, and they pulled say, us well, over for not a wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I got to get to my walk off because I got to go back to bed and you got to get ready for work. Um, right. <clears throat> Joe, shut up. Mine is called I Just Don't Get It. I had a whole walk off ready to go where I was going to hype myself up for some of my outside the box takes that have been working out this season in the NFL. I was planning on breaking my arm, patting myself on the back for calling Big Ben's demise, Sam Darnold's success, the Chargers topping the Chiefs, and so much more. But then something incredibly unpredictable happened. The Carolina Panthers were looking to trade for a starting defensive back because their secondary has been riddled with injuries. They found a trade partner. And who would that be, you might ask? My Jacksonville Jaguars. The Panthers traded for C.J. Henderson, Jacksonville's top 10 pick of 2020. While Henderson has been annoyingly unavailable due to injuries the past two seasons, he was taken number nine overall out of Florida and arguably the second best defensive back of his class. You might be thinking, what kind of a haul did they get for that young of a player with that much potential? He's no Ramsey, but maybe a first or a second round pick at least, right? Wrong. The Jags got in return Dan Arnold. Who? Yeah, exactly. Dan Arnold. A tight end who Carolina signed as a free agent after he'd been cut by the Saints and the Cardinals and went undrafted in 2017. They also received a third round pick in 2022, but in exchange for a fifth round pick, you can obviously spin this a few different ways. Trevor Lawrence needs a safety valve as a rookie quarterback. A solid pass catching tight end is the best relief for that. O'Shaughnessy, who is our solid pass catching tight end, is out. So it's slim pickings. Draft picks are less known or excuse me, are less sure than a known commodity you've seen perform in the NFL. And CJ was injury prone. All that being said, CJ was a top 10 pick universally, universally regarded as a top corner in his class. And when he's been on the field, he's been good, not great, but he's only in his second year to throw that pick away, that player away for someone they could have signed in the offseason is a total lack of institutional control. 
Our defensive backfield is already short staffed with Ramsey and Boyer being on different teams. A special teams player starting at safety and Andrew Wingard. And our big free agent signing isn't locking anyone down on a regular basis. The defense needed all the help it could get. We used our second round or excuse me, we used our second first round pick of the draft for a running back when we already had a great one for cheap. Who's And now that pick's on IR. We didn't take an offensive lineman until the later rounds. And almost all of our standout picks in the last decade have won it out after four years. It shows an immense state of it shows the immense state of disarray this franchise is in. And as a fan who knows a few things about football, I just don't get it. I was so you mad. Just don't get it. Yeah, I was you were. so mad about that trade. It was funny because right before you sent me that um, message, somebody had posted on Twitter saying it was like the last ten Jags picks, and they said uh, only two of them are left on the team. And I was yeah. like, are they? Are they not counting Trevor Lawrence because he just got drafted there? I was like, what are they talking about? You got Henderson, you got Josh Allen. Like, what are they? And then you said, how could we create? I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I was so mad. I was because like, it's oh, not boy. like there are teams that, like, if Dallas traded Amari Cooper, you'd be like, yeah, well, they have an abundance of wealth at the wide receiver position. Like, that's that makes sense. I don't know like, that Mark doesn't. Cooper, they traded Gallup, that would be like, okay. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it I doesn't. Got, I got you. You went extreme. Like it doesn't make <laughs> any sense, especially because Griffin was like, yeah, he's our big free agent signing, but he isn't. He was even regarded in the offseason as like, yeah, I mean, I guess he, I guess he's the biggest free agent. Like, it's not like he was a transcendent play. I don't know. Anyway, we got to go. You, you guys, guys got, got rid for of work. Joe Sherbert, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, that Sherbert. <laughs> what, that's not his name? <laughs> Showbert, but he's yeah, not a delicious, uh, delicious, delicious snack. fruity snack. Uh, no, I mean, we'll bring you the anyway. press conference in its entirety. I forgot we saw this segment. All right, Joe, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can find me on, um, you can find this show's Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville as well. You can also, no, don't, so sorry, sorry. At you can Jerry find Press. this show at Jerry Press. Uh, you can also head to my website, joedorville.com. Check out my music, uh, TV and TV season two under the moniker headphone Joe. No, oh, no, E in the phone. Also, I got merch there. And Brennan, where can we find you? At Brennan T Comedy on all social media. Um, BrennanTcomedy.com. Check out my other podcast, Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Uh, I have a lot of people on there, comics, actors, musicians. Uh, Joe's been on a bunch and we talk about drinking stories, party stories, getting in trouble stories, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, and then I've got shows coming up October 7th. I will be at Broadway comedy club with Jill Kimmel. And then October 16th, I, <clears throat> that's a sat, that's a Thursday. And then Saturday, October 16th, I will also be at Broadway comedy club in New York city. 50 East 53rd street. Come out. Say, Hey, all right, Brennan, get me out of here so I can get to work. Absolutely. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. I don't have a shout out this week. Do you have anybody? Uh, you shout out to bird. Nailed it. Great job. 
have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science slash comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, aka Leah, or vice versa, Krevit. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again and goodbye.